so first off, there's like all this sick music. I don't know if you heard the podcast, Jay, but it like opens with this sick music bit. And then the cue lands and it's like, boom. And then I go, welcome to the great episode eight of Tower Dive. My name is TJ in Esports, shoutcaster for Arena of Valor. And today I've been joined by D2, the head writer of SamuraiGamers.com. Hello. Our other guest today is Jay Jesse, the manager of Nova Esports, currently the number one seed out of Europe. Hi guys, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you because there's been, I, I don't know how to say this, but a major shift in Europe. Nova Esports is suddenly the top team. You guys had a different roster last season and you came out, what, fourth at the end? Yeah, we finished fourth. Um, and we got invited over to Asia and we finished fourth in that as well, unfortunately. So how did you go from that roster to having most of the team noob roster from last season and being almost unstoppable? So what a lot of people don't actually know is we actually signed Team Noob at the end of last season. Um, so if they had have gone to LA, they would have been playing under our name. Um, unfortunately, they all got visa problems, so we didn't announce them yet. We thought we would hold it back a bit, surprise everyone a bit more. So when our main roster that we originally started with uh, didn't quite perform how we expected them to and how they how they expected themselves to do, um, I put all 10 players together and I just literally said, right, uh, these days you play, these days you play. I want to hear communication. I want to see, you know, your pick and bands. I need, I want the full package from a five main roster here, so step up to the plate and i've got the team i've got now because of it and of course we met at gamescom you were part of the team you were playing at gamescom how was your trip <laughs> to germany i mean okay so a lot of people don't know this about me but i actually suffer from really bad anxiety i can't go to the supermarket on my own and i can't get my hair cut on my own um they are two things that really trigger it so when i found out that one of our players couldn't make it and I was attending the event I knew instantly I would be playing and I was fine I was really excited because obviously I've always been in the background with esports I've never had the chance to be good enough at a game to be on the stage which I mean it's always been my dream to do that so when I got the opportunity to do that I was really excited as soon as I sat on that chair and I looked out to the audience even though it was a small audience <clears throat> I knew the cameras were on. I knew people was watching. Instantly, my hands clammed up. My heart was beating. And yeah, it wasn't fun after that point. Well, you can bond with D2 over this. Have you played AOV on a stage yet? I have not. Wait, does <laughs> not this mean I have more competitive experience in Arena of Valor than you do? I, I, I guess. Because <laughs> I played on that stage. Wow. Yes, I used to be a Hearthstone pro, and it is nerve-wracking, even if you don't have anxiety issues. I don't think I'd actually want to do it again. <laughs> I mean, okay, if we had lost, I would probably never want to do it again. But, I mean, we did beat everyone we faced with me and the team, so at the end of it, I was happy again. So that's, that's good. You did struggle a bit more than we predicted with that current Nova roster and Gamescom. Uh, you're not struggling now. You've blasted through the European qualifier for Valor Series. You're guaranteed to be in. And if I dare say so, you did it with flying colours. What shifted? Was it just more time to gel as a team? 
Okay, uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, we always was as good as what we have been now. Uh, I don't know if, if, you, if you remember back to Gamescon, um, Grizzly wasn't there, uh, who, in my opinion, is the best support in, in Europe at the moment. He was previously with Ford a Dream. That's why I grabbed him and signed him straight away. As soon as I heard that they was all splitting up, he's the only person from the team I wanted immediately. Um, he couldn't attend, so that's why I had to play as a support. So that's one bad thing already. The other thing is Poseidon couldn't make it with visa problems. So Iflex actually had to come, who is our substitute, and play mid. So he had about 48 hours to practice mid laners for the event. Um, he did well. Uh, he's the substitute. I told him he has to learn all heroes now, not just the side lane or the junglers. He needs support, everything. So I'm happy that you know we still managed to win. Yeah, you certainly displayed your flexibility there, and it. Well, paid off, because you guys walked away, I believe, with a perfect record on Gamescom. We faced against only one team from the stream that people actually saw, but after that event, the next day we had another event where we played against uh, Bubble Team, which was for the Dream, mm -hmm. and we, we, beat, we beat them as well. So, yeah, that was good. Humble brag. Yeah, we beat them too, don't worry. Just... Oh, no, I mean, no, because <laughs> the people that would have watched the stream would have only seen us played one game, and they'll be like, well, yeah, okay. So you It's important that the people know, Daniel, uh, yeah. how much I better support... his team is than any other team. It's I support all bragging on know. this podcast. Okay, that's good, because I, I want to big up iFlex, actually, because... He got a lot of stick. He, st he still does get it a lot from his Mobile Legends people. They really want him to go back. He gets a lot of stick now that he's not in the spotlight, that he's now substitute. Um, and because the Valor series wasn't actually streamed, uh, the qualifiers wasn't streamed in Europe, we faced um, Bubble Team. And um, he had to play because of disconnection issues and stuff. And... It was two, we won two one in the end, so he had to play all three games, and in every game he played a different role. He played support for one game, he played jungler for one game, and he played solo lane for the other game. So he's really, really versatile. He's a great person to have. And when people ask me what makes us that much better than other teams, I generally think it's the, the fact of having a reliable substitute that can play in any single role in the team. It does not matter. We can juggle people about if needed. That's big help. The worst thing you can have is a substitute who can only play one one role, and then yeah, a starter exactly. has to move different roles, and then everything exactly. Yeah. If yeah. you if you have a jungler substitute yeah. and then your support is ill, that's it. Then then what? So I'm I'm glad he can do everything. I think your support is ill because I'm a big fan of Grizzly Q. You guys are one of the only. Uh, organizations invest well one of three organizations invested majorly into European esports. How do you feel about this upcoming series of Valor series? Do you like the format shift towards a more league like format? Do you think that gives you security? How do you feel? Okay, yeah, so I like the layout a lot more than last season now because it will actually show who is the best team rather than who is getting the easier side of the bracket, right? You now have to face every team in a best of three twice. Instead of previously last season, it was just a normal bracket and you may not face the best team until the final, which means every week you're getting second place, second place, second place, and you qualify and you get to go to the live event. So now it's going to show who are the best four teams in every region. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot better, a lot more closer. Um, a lot of teams, especially I want to shout out Team Case, so have improved a lot 
um, in the in the break of the seasons. It's a lot closer than what it has been, so I'm really excited to see um, who's going to be joining us in Brazil. I would like to clarify it is a best of two every week with each match counting individually. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad, my it's bad. fine. Your point still stands. The round-robin nature yeah. of it will make for more interesting competition. I agree. I'd like to move on to some news. Uh, before we get into it, though, we do unfortunately have to address some recent uh, drama. Over the past day, it's come out that Tencent community manager Nick Zazer has engaged in a pattern of online sexual harassment. This is particularly troubling when it comes to his targeting of various broadcasters and members of the games industry. Regardless of his intentions, Nick's position at Tencent gives him extraordinary power in these interactions, making it difficult to refuse his advances or speak out about their inappropriate nature. I'd like to thank those who spoke out despite that risk to their chosen careers. It took courage and steadfast morality to do so. This is hard, as I know Nick Zazer. In our interactions at various events, he seemed a kind, intelligent man. I hoped that these actions were merely lapses of that intelligence, and not, God forbid, an intentional effort to abuse his position of authority. I'm disappointed that he chose to engage in such stupid and callous behaviour. Tencent have stated that Nick Zazer is suspended pending a full investigation. Let's move on and talk about the meta, because you guys were able to put out a tier list today. Yesterday? Last night? Somewhere in between T2? I won't attempt to make your tier list conform to my time zones. The point is, you put it out there, and it's spicy. You have 20 characters in your tier S. 25, actually. 25 characters. So when we were going through it, we, first of all, we dropped Superman back from SS to S since his nerf nerfed him enough this time. And then we, you know, pushed a couple of heroes from tier one to tier S. Some of that was us being really high on heroes like Jinnar, which we know that people aren't uh, in agreement with. But when we were trying to potentially split up the list, we just felt like they were so close in strength that we couldn't really split them up. And we also felt like if we split up tier S, that the differences between those heroes wouldn't be as large as the, nearly as large as, I should say, they're very, very close in strength in our opinion. It wouldn't be nearly as large as the differences between tiers 2 and 3 and 3 and 4. So then you're going, okay, tier 1.5, you know, are we putting little, like, insignias on every single hero? This guy is like tier 111, and we didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. So we just feel like you know, this is a testament to how well that Tencent has balanced the game. And in particular, in particular, every time they've had an overpowered hero, they just give a little slap on the wrist. And if it's not enough, another slap on the wrist until they're down to where they need to be. And then they just raise up the lower heroes up to the higher tiers. And it's resulted in this extremely balanced environment in which there's a lot of strong heroes all at the top. I'd like to ask, how do you feel about uh, some of the traditionally poorer mages? There have been a lot of buffs given to them, like you said. Jinnar, you now apparently consider S-tier. Um, and I'd like to say Raz has kind of come into the meta as well. I've seen a lot of hype around L'Oreal and Illumia. How do you feel they're shifting? 
Well, Jinnar was tier 2 in our list about 5 buffs ago, when we thought he was a reasonable hero that could, you know, dive the backline. It was a different style of mage, a bit of a more tanky, kind of bruisery mage. But yeah, just buff after buff after buff, got more damage, got more resistance on his ultimate. And this time he got a moving two, as I like to say, Suture of Pain. You can now move while doing it, basically giving him one more ability, kind of similar to what happened with Violet. So we're very stubborn. We think he deserves a beat in tier S and people should try him out. As far as Raz is concerned, we actually have been pretty high. We actually thought he was always as good as the top mages, you know, back in the big three of Flash, Liliana, and Tulin. And at some point, L'Oreal was in that mix as well. We thought he was always in that level. It's just that he was harder to play than those heroes. So why play a more difficult-to-play hero when you can play someone who has the same potential to be powerful but easier? And now that those heroes have fallen off a little bit, people have turned back to Rez, and you see just amazing play in Pro Leagues because they're pros and they can play Rez very, very well. L'Oreal and Illumia have also had some hype around them. Do you do you buy into it? We L'Oreal has always been good to us. It's just that she takes a little while to reach her uh, her power spike, but if she continues her the hype around her, then we will move her up. The one thing we don't like to do is to overreact. We don't. People have been saying Violet tier SSSSSS. It's like, well, it's been two. Yes, I agree. Violet's so broke. Sorry, deep breath. Calm, calm down, people. It's been two weeks and less than a week on Tencent servers. But uh, Lumia, we're, again, we're not thinking too highly of her. But she does have a spot, for instance, she directly counters Yunil. You can see his ult going off and pop your ult in that time, in that window, and completely just shut him down. So there is a place for Lumia if, you know, the meta surrounds her. Jay, I have a question for you. As the current manager of a team with one of the best junglers in the world on it, how broke is Violet? <sighs> I mean, what we should talk about is how many times have they tried to nerf her? Uh, not very. They buffed her this patch. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, well, they, okay, what they um, did was they nerfed they, her passive so that it didn't exist anymore. And this patch, they tweaked her, so to say. They nerfed her one and buffed her two and three. So it's like, yeah. So you write these tier lists often. How? What's the lowest you've ever ranked Violet, if you could recall? Uh, S. She was S, and then when we, when we made tier SS, she was there for two tiers, and then or two lists, and then she moved down to S. She's been S ever since. Yeah, so, she's, so basically she's consistently been the go-to in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's my frustrating point about her um, <laughs> as well. Also, because she's one of the first heroes that you get in the Road to Glory, I think. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done that. I'm pretty sure she's one of the first heroes you get. I would actually quite like to see her extinct for a while. Um, <laughs> not because I hate her. I mean, you talk about having one of the best junglers in the world with Vex. I, I do agree with that. When I speak to him about maybe picking Violet, his his opinion is it's a no skill hero and he doesn't like to play. <laughs> um, he On prefers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you watch Vex, he likes the Nacroft. He likes that. He likes the stuff where it does take skill to go in and out and dive and dip and dodge. With Violet, it's poke <laughs> at the back. You know, roll first ability. You you two shot someone and off you go back to your jungle. It's not. There's no mechanics behind her really. So. 
I personally would like to see her gone for a while. I think I would like to see a metal without her completely. There's plenty of other marksmen. We don't need her at the moment, so. Okay, How... I have to ask, after having heard that, did it pain Vex inside to play Rourke in the qualifier? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it was left open, I kind of, I was on, I'm always on call with them, always on call with them when they're playing. When it was left open, I kind of said, mate, you have to take this. I know you don't want to, I know you don't want to, but you have to take this. It, it, you know, it's just stupid. You have to do it. And he didn't like to do it, but he obviously knew as well he agreed. So he put up with it, but it took some convincing. I need to know now, how how is Amelie in the hands of your star player? So I asked him about this. Um, he's not too sure on her yet. He still wants to get a few more games on her. He's good. But I don't get the vibe that he's 100% liking her. She's very, very similar to Irie. I don't think she was needed in the game. Again, I think it was another pointless hero brought out. Um, I quite like to see heroes when they're new and they come out to have new abilities, something new to the game. Um, you know, like when Teamy first came out, the fact that the, 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 now there's a support that can revive people, I thought was absolutely ridiculous. That was amazing. To be brought out, that's exactly what the game needs. But with this new hero, Amelie, I don't think she brings anything new to the game. So, I think she's a bit more similar to Xanus. And I think that her difficulty rating of three is very misleading. Like, yes, you can just you can point and click her abilities, but I feel like to combo them all together and use them in the right situations is very difficult. And people will take a while to get good with her. And she's got like this yeah. weird meta game where everything she has is a wide range AoE attack. And the second any of her abilities hit any other target, she's literally half as effective. So you're playing a video game trying desperately to use these massive cudgels of attacks to only hit one person with surgical precision. It's weird. Yeah, my advice would just be if you have a team grouped up and you can hit them all with combo which is her second ability and you can if, if, even better if you can knock them back into your team then just go for it because it's such a powerful knock back and up that just go for that well it'll be exciting to see the matter continue to develop particularly as i think we've got a sniper character on the horizon as well which will be a tremendous shift from everything we have so far but We've already seen the meta we currently have play out for a bit. Uh, I sent you guys the qualifiers for Europe, North America, and South America for the Valor series. And they're still ongoing for some of those regions, but we have a rough idea of the results. I'd like to kind of walk through them a bit, because we have our first glimpse at which teams will be confirmed in the next season of the Valor series. So far... Uh, let's just go through the teams that are guaranteed to be in, and then mention those that are still playing for contention. Uh, with Europe, Nova Esports, Bubble Team, Team Queso are all confirmed to be in. The teams still playing are Alliance, Team Team, Dead Rabbits, iLogic Gaming, and Existence. Are you sure it's not illogic? I've always called them iLogic. I, I've so... called them iLogic as well. Mm. Europe. 
The man's got a deep sigh, but this is why I brought you in, because my co-host is so fantastically racist that I knew we had to have a European here to balance it out, Jay. You were playing here. What surprised you in this qualifier? Um, Definitely Team Queso. Definitely. They really, really shocked us um, in Germany um, big time. They've improved so, so much. Like, they deserve a big, big praise. Like, their coach or whoever. Maybe maybe it's just their players, but you can tell that they've gone away from last season and gone, okay, we aren't good enough. Let's make sure we are next time. And they've absolutely done it. Like, absolutely. I'm so shocked with it. And I'm so happy because, again, it's another org. They was, they you know, Team Caso has been around for as long as Nova. Um, they both ar- arrived at the same time in the same game, which was Clash Royale. They're both based on mobile games. Um, of course, Nova does do some computer games, but Team Caso is strictly mobile. So it's good to have them around. I'm glad they're in, in Europe. Um, so obviously they shocked me a lot. Um, it's good to see um, Alliance come in and pick up a team now. They didn't quite perform how they wanted to previously. Obviously, you saw that, TJ. Um, yeah. You thought they was going to be really good and they shocked you in the wrong way. Um, they have a lot of good players. That is a yeah. star roster that does not look like a cohesive team yet. I think because they're so new, they just need a bit of time. But in a way, it's their own wrongdoing that they formed so close to the qualifiers where they haven't given themselves enough time. I hope they progress so that everyone can see them get better and it'll only make the region more competitive. I don't want to see them go out. Um, So hopefully they do go through because it'll be good to give them that time to gel as a team and see what they can do. You, You know, it's always good to see the potential. So hopefully they make it through. But I don't know. Them teams that are all still facing each other to see who takes the last spots is very close down there. So I'm waiting to find out. Right now, the top three teams in Europe, as ranked by the qualifiers, are Nova Esports, Bubble Team, which is most of For the Dream, and Team Queso. D2, do you disagree with that ranking? I mean, there's no other way to determine that other than them playing each other, and they did, and those are the top teams. So... Don't really how else to. You're the worst, Daniel. I I'm just sorry. like I'm you. I'm sorry. Just... Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's just I, I think I, I think he's expe- he's expecting you to come in with some controversy, maybe. Yeah, I needed I needed you to have it up and be like, actually, I disagree because yeah. none of these teams play Jinnar, you know? <laughs> or do they? No. Uh, like I mentioned with my tier list, I like to see lots of results before I can weigh in with, with my opinion. Unfortunately. And the results so far show that they're better, and I haven't seen enough games for them to say otherwise. I'm sorry if that's an an insufficient response. It's fine. I trust you to be inoffensive. I'm here to upset people. With that, I'm going to upset some people by attempting to pronounce the Latin American team names, um, because South American Valor series also had a qualifier, and I believe they're finished in that we have a top six and therefore those teams will be qualified. Uh, I think there still are some matches to be played, but they will not change the results. Could be wrong. I'm going to read the top six teams. Geo Esports, Nova Esports, ooh, look, Synergy Esports, Pain Gaming, INTZ Esports Club, and Assassin's Crew. 
One of those names sounds awfully familiar, Jay. <laughs> I don't know where from. Uh, yeah, that's another one of our little surprises. Uh, in the summer, we thought we'd expand a little bit more. And, I mean, NA only really, I don't want to annoy your NA audience, but they only really have one good team. And they are a very, very good team. I can't wait for us to face them because we haven't actually played them yet. We didn't get the chance because Team Noob didn't attend LA to play against um, Allegiance. So it will be good to see, you know, the E versus NA. I know there's a lot of argument around it. So that's why we didn't go down the NA route. Man. So the, the only other way was South America, and we picked up a team, and they've qualified. I'm happy and proud of it. So I love having you in my Twitch chats, because invariably when people are like, well, you know, just based off results, NA's better than EU, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all over that, because I have to defend my team, and uh, I mean... But when they couldn't even beat the... Team Visa. How are they supposed to? <laughs> how are they supposed well. to beat an actual team? Well, we will see this time because uh, I've already checked, and my team don't need visas to go to Brazil, so we're good there. This this will be the real test. There will be no excuses this time. I want to see what will happen. Um, I have, like you said, I've been in your uh, Twitch chats before, and it is very uh, exciting. I suppose is the word to read through the comments, and then. I'll well, let it die down, and I'll, of... I'll come in with my side. You did not... Okay, first off, you have the spiciest Twitch chat in the world. Do not act like you're doing anything other than challenging North American fans <laughs> on their every word. Second off, um, it's kind of interesting, because it is not just about the top teams. We've never seen Team Noob face off against Team Allegiance, uh, and we will now, with Nova Esports leading them, hopefully. But when we were there at E3... All of the uh, secondary teams, and you would know this because Nova Esports, your then roster was one of these teams, also lost hard even against the secondary North American teams. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, actually. Um, so <laughs> a lot of people just say stuff and people believe it. So I read in your chat once Allegiance was saying they beat all EU teams at E3. Uh, we, like my old Nova team, we didn't actually scrim Allegiance, so they never beat us. And Team Royal, who attended uh, for Europe, didn't actually scrim them either, which means all they actually beat was For the Dream and Vitality. Vitality now didn't even qualify for this season's Valor series. So, I mean, it's not too much to brag about, in my opinion. Um, and then going against the second tier teams, we actually faced against Immortals, scrimming them. And um, I had to play um, against them in one of the scrims. And um, because we was in North America, and this was before Tencent actually gave us accounts to, to play on over there, we didn't actually have NA accounts. So I had to make a brand new NA account. I had no Arcanas. I played Teamy, of course. That's, that's all I'm really good for. And we actually beat them with no Arcanas, so... Yeah, but you know who else beat Team Immortals? Time. Because they didn't compete in Valor Series qualifiers. So... Yeah, why? I missed a trick here. Why, why is that? They to be the honest, game? I have too. Some of their former players are playing on some different rosters, so I can only assume they disbanded. But I okay. haven't heard word from inside the Immortals camp that would confirm that. 
honest. Because I know, or... I know they uh, qualified for the the Asian version of the game. Um, yeah, I they thought did the big King of where... Word competition not too yeah, long ago, and like they, the word coming won, out of it they... was they were super excited about the results there. Yeah, so I thought weird. when I did when I saw them not competing in this series qualifiers, I thought maybe that's the route they was going. Now they was just going to swap games, and I was shocked when I didn't see them. But I mean, I don't know. It's not good for the region, but I bet I bet Allegiance are happy. Allegiance are completely unfazed by the existence of Immortals, as they constantly were. I, well, I, I mean, they spoke were the only team that. I spoke they was to the only team that gave them a game. You know, nah, now they, just, they did not. They, they did not feel like, that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, from the results, I saw it wasn't quite as as steamrolled as it has been this series. I mean, well, but they're still the, they're still the best team with or without them in the region. Anyway, it is regardless. So, yeah, Allegiance, I understand their point. Allegiance were DQ'd for a rule violation in the second qualifier, but they did win the first, which meant that they are qualified. Here are the top four teams qualified for NI, and then we still have some matches ongoing. Top four, Marauders, Allegiance, Toxic, Drawn to Fame. Still competing are Vendi Vidivici, Kranitz Esports, Zelf Nation, and Best Bros. So, I'm excited. This is, Sorry. You'll have to fill me in here with the NA. I don't watch a lot of it, so I will have to take more of a back step on this conversation and listen in, I feel. I can't take my eyes off of some of those hot NA boys, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe rework, maybe rephrase <laughs> that, I think. Um, <laughs> we've already had one controversial thing happen. <laughs> I don't think now is the time for you make statement like that tj tj never takes his words allegiance are still the top team by far marauders i will say gave them more of a fight than immortals ever did after allegiance got started that is of course beginnings 80s hero kz fox vengeance and zane who have not if i'm not mistaken is an ex-Mobile Legends player. Um, so they're, like, actually a sick team. And they showed up and really gave Allegiance a run for their money. So, I don't know. I think there could be some serious competition from them. I'd be very surprised if they weren't picked up by an organization. Toxic, Drawn to Fame, or DTF, as they are known. Um, are very, very good teams in their own right and definitely could get to that level. I'm Like, NA has a lot of excitement this season because I think they have a solid top four for me. Yeah, the big thing for them is to see how much the returning players have improved because if you look at the Marauders roster like you just mentioned, Marauders is actually composed of a lot of the former members of Immortals before they did a lot of roster swapping and brought in the team that went to E3. Beginnings, 80s Hero, KZ Fox, people know those names and they just weren't able to join a roster after the roster after the, you know, shuffling of players. So really excited to see what they have to bring. As far as John the Fame and Toxic are concerned, a lot of players from Dynamiters and other teams. So yeah, again, it's how good these players are able to coalesce 
and how much they've improved individually and how good the additions that they've gotten from other games are going to be. Have you uh, been intentionally bringing in any players from other MOBAs uh, for any of the Nova teams? Uh, no. Uh, if they've already come over from games and they've already been playing Arena of Valor, then I will maybe shortlist them before other people because of their experience, but I haven't intentionally gone out of my way to look for them. Um, normally, they come to you with a portfolio. I get a lot of DMs from guys saying I've come from Vainglory, I've come from Mobile Legends, I've played the game for two months, I'm now Conqueror, this is an easy game, sign me. And I think, well, confidence, experience, why not? I love that. This is an easy game, sign me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, some people come, I mean, a lot of pros, maybe this is their first MOBA, but they've picked it up and they're good at it. But for others that have previously played mobile MOBAs, they're all very similar in their own way. Obviously, some heroes have different mechanics and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But once you pick up one, it's fairly quick to get into the next one. And they shortlist themselves in a way because of their experience. So, yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly makes sense that, you know, they're flocking to Arena of Valor with the pretty massive prize pools that you're seeing. And if I were a very accomplished slash skilled Mobile mobile player. I might make the move myself if I were coming from another game. <laughs> uh, qualifiers <laughs> have wrapped up. Did they change any predictions for you? Um, in all three... I mean, the Latin America is a really dark region for everyone because it previously wasn't in the E3 event last season. So no one really knows what to expect from that. That's where I'm most excited to see where, what's going to happen over there. I'm encouraged We're... to see that Pain Gaming got whooped by a couple teams because they yeah, were they... the LATAM representative and the fact yeah. that they got wrecked means there are better teams in that region now and that is cool. Yeah, I was disappointed with Tencent when they just invited a team out of nowhere. And it's good to see that they invited the wrong team last season because now you're <laughs> right, they are getting destroyed by better teams. Um, so it's good now that they can, other teams in the region can stand up and say, hey, why are you inviting this team when we know we can beat them and we're going to prove it r repeatedly and and teams are doing that. So it's good. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see the Valor series over there and see what happens. With EU, uh, I mean, you're going to have the team noobs, you know, Nova now, you're going to have them again. You're going to have For the Dream now, Bubble Team. You've got the two big teams still. I don't see... I don't see anything changing there. I mean, Team Queso are on the hills, but next season maybe. But I don't think they have enough time to catch up this season. With America, I mean, we've already stated there's only one big mega house there. My only concern is when you're that much better than every other team in your region, how do you improve? Right? How do you get better when you have no one to scrim against to push you further? Start because there's... Account. <laughs> yeah, but then you have the... The ping issues, the FPS issues, you know, it's not, you can't perform with with bad Wi-Fi when you're playing on a different server. So uh, in NA, teams can only get closer to them where I don't think they can actually get further away from the other teams now. Because there's nobody, I mean, do you see what I mean? There's no one pushing them further now. They're stuck, right? They can't get, I, I mean, 
it's hard to phrase. Themselves can can get better, obviously, by practicing more heroes, making their hero pools bigger, stuff like that. But gameplay-wise, team fights, I can't see how they can try new strategies because they just steamroll all teams. They control pick and they're beating everyone. It's there's there's no need, you know. Yeah, that's what makes it difficult when you're trying to compete in international championships like the AWC and the AIC when you're. Your region is not helping you grow. That's why I think that, you know, Thailand, the ITCD Bacon team that nearly won the championship was so impressive to me because the second team was reasonable but didn't go quite that far. And it seemed like they were head and shoulders above the rest of the region, which is very difficult to do. But uh, as far as these teams, I'm actually, dare I say, I'm most excited to watch South America because, TJ, you and I were at Castro School, Geo. Douglas Geo, his team. Douglas talks a big game. <laughs> he 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 um he deserves a shout out as well actually because he yes. is just a YouTuber and he signed a whole group of players under, you know, his sort of brand and he's actually brought them all jerseys. I think he got them all phones as well to help. Um, so I hope his team do well. Um, Wasn't Nova going to buy their team and he said no? I mean, we we would never buy a team, not in a not in an early stage of a game like this. We asked, you know, because at the time they was the only major team. We asked what they would be looking for, and he expected a lot from a region that wasn't given a lot back. So we looked at elsewhere. Well, that just makes it that much more exciting because Geo number one, Nova number two, and then Pain in fourth there. So lots of spicy drama already, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to be, in Europe's my opinion, as much be, as I can be, yeah. as biased as I can be to Europe, uh, Latin America is going to be the region to watch this season, 100%. I'm biased to Europe, full disclosure. I think Europe's going to be insane as well because of the roster change-ups that happen. And I think a bit of a, a slap back to reality, dare I say because there was a lot of talk about Europe being head and shoulders above the rest of the world, and the results do not bear that out at the very least. So, you guys Who, got some said, work to do. <laughs> whoever said Europe's better than the rest of the world needs calling out right now, I think you should name and shame that person, because <clears throat> I remind my guys every day, no matter how easy we're finding it at the moment, we have a long way to go until we're level with Korea. I will drill that into their heads more and more to make them train and train. They need something to aim for. I will never, ever say to an audience or even my own team, you know, oh, we, we, we're up there. We, we can easily take down Korea because the way that they performed in Thailand, they, they put a lot of hours into this game. So, um, yeah, I don't think <clears throat> Europe are as good, uh, you know, are as confident as you make out, but, I'm confident in my team we will definitely be going to the AIC this year. There's no doubt about that. So we will see how well we can perform there. Actually, speaking of Korea, I want to spring this question on you guys since Korea is now playing under the team AHQ, which is a Taiwanese organization. They're playing in the uh, GCS, the Taiwanese League, and they just lost to J-Team, who is the Taiwanese representative at AWC. I think they lost 2-0. to zero. So what do you think about that result? I actually really like JT. I watch them quite a lot. I think um, so. I'm not surprised they are a good team. 
I mean, we spoke about every region now and we've all kind of said that this team has got a lot better. This team has done this. I mean, we forget that it has been a couple of months since the last series. Teams are going to get better. I'm not expecting the exact, you know, the exact teams to dominate all competitions again because it's esports. You never know what's going to happen in the off-break team switch. The meta switches, people can't adjust to the meta, so teams will overtake other teams. So... We have to wait and see on that, on, you know, what's going to happen. We can't necessarily say just because Korea won that they're still the best because it's there's new heroes. It's a completely different meta. There's a lot of different teams with different rosters. So it'll be good to see. And I think also the Korean team, JC and AHQ were so well matched. It literally came down to the last map of a seven-map world championship. So... If you don't believe that either of those two teams could take either of the mats on any given day, you're insane. And I think that result bears that out. I um, think Korea Korea took it with their, their game plan. No one had seen the team he missed. Yeah, right? Korea, that was, Korea uh, definitely that was, um, looked okay. better like, strategic. Yeah, they took it to another level of strategies. Uh, I mean, I don't know about yourselves in NA, but with me in Europe, if I had said to any of the European teams, hey, Try teamy mid. They would have laughed at me, right? Try teamy mid. Look at its passive. It can give the Violet the, the, the midfield. The, you know, in five minutes, Violet will be 10k gold lead in front. People would say, no, why would you play teamy mid? <laughs> and Korea, try side lane too. <laughs> yeah, and, and Korea have gone and done it. And, it, you know, it took, what, three games until people actually realized what was going on, strangely. Like, they got it. They got the teamy Alice Violet like two, three games in a row, so... If they can come up with another trick up their sleeve like that again, then expect them to get to the finals maybe again. But now teams know of that. That ain't going to be able to be done again. So we have to look at other options. Well, I have to cut this off because we normally record a half-hour podcast and we're currently at an hour. So it was great having you on, Jay. I think that speaks to that more than anything else. Uh, if people wanted to follow you or Nova Esports, how would they do so? So Nova Esports is on Twitter, at Nova Esports team, I believe. Um, go and follow them. Keep up to date. We're in loads of games. If you really want to follow myself, I don't tweet that much, mainly just to insult NA when they insult EU. But my Twitter is at JJesse with three E's on the end. And of course, D2 and Samurai Gamers are available at D2HS and at sgaov.com, respectively. My name is TJ. You can find me on Twitter, at esportstj, if you would like to. This episode, it might be going up a bit late. Who knows? My schedule's going to be hectic over the next few days. Uh, but hopefully, we'll hit our strides, and things will be perfect and uninterrupted. And it'll be great, because everything's always great. Right, D2? We're always we're the best podcasters. Certainly. The best podcast, not even AOV, just all of them put together. Nobody makes a better podcast than us. Ever. We invented the podcast. Is that a challenge? Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> we'll be back next week. You can follow the Tower Dive podcast anywhere podcasts are distributed, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the Samurai Gamers website. Thank you very much for listening. Have a nice night.